Hello and welcome to the Swan Song Project podcast. My name is Ben Buddy Slack and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project. We're a charity that helps people facing the end of their lives or dealing with bereavement to write and record their own original songs. If you'd like to find out more about the charity, ways you might support us, or if you or someone you know might be interested in writing a song with us, you can check out our website, which is swansongproject.co.uk and follow us on the various social media platforms that will all be tagged in the description of this episode. The podcast features songwriters and we talk about one of their songs and tell us a bit about how they wrote it. They share as a songwriting tip it might be useful for other songwriters and we also talk about songs meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. This episode features James Newbiggin from The Massacans and hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with James Newbiggin from the Maskins. Thanks for joining me, James. No worries. Thank you for having me. Yeah, looking forward to talking to you. Uh, if you've seen or listened to these podcasts before, you'll know we do them in three parts. First, we're going to have one of my guest songs. We're going to talk a little bit about how they wrote that. Then section two, James is going to share with us a songwriting tip. And then section three, we're going to talk about songs meaningful to James in some way relating to bereavement. So I'll ask you to introduce your song for us, please, James. Yeah, this is a song off our debut album, Ursa Major, and it's called Sunday.
that was uh sunday by the masticans uh yeah it's a cool track and uh man watching the video uh made me feel uh nostalgic for gigs <laughs> oh man like yeah we, so we uh we released that song after the you know everything happened yeah and um we couldn't we were meant to be going out to texas to film a video for it Jeez. well not just for that we were going to do south by southwest but we had these plans like we we're gonna hire a car and go film this video and all this stuff so we're like oh okay what can we do and then we had loads of footage from our show at leeds uh stylus from end of last year and we just thought like it was just such the song kind of suits that kind of mm. you know just feel good every like having a good time and when we put it out everyone was kind of thinking oh it kind of came at a nice time where everyone was just starting to miss gigs and it was yeah it was a bit of a for us and general fans watching it was a bit of a like oh that's that's nice to see rooms full of people having a good time remember those days <laughs> yeah man it was uh yeah when i watched it at first i was just like ah oh, i miss miss that so much <laughs> for me there's a there's a lot of video somewhere of we'd have been out middle of middle of the desert in america with a car we were <laughs> we had all the plans in the world maybe we'll have to do it for another song I was just reading about that as well. So you're going to go to the South by Southwest Festival, aren't you? Which um, for anyone listening who might not know about it, it's a big, big festival, isn't it? Yeah, so um, it's like an international, it's a lot of um, focus on new bands and breaking bands. So we've wanted to play that for years. And um, yeah, we had it all lined up. And it was kind of, that was pulled. And then that was kind of a big, oh, okay, this must be quite serious then. Because at that point, obviously everyone knew what was going on around the world, but it was still a bit like, oh, it's not too bad, is it? Like, it's not going to be that bad. So when that got pulled, it was kind of the first, oh, okay, this might not be so straightforward this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is that around March, April time that's going to be? Yeah, like um, mid-March, early, mid-March, yeah. So March, yeah. we had to, but we actually were meant to, after the festival got pulled, another week we kept our flights because we were like, well, we'll just go out anyway to Austin. But then in that week, it all, yeah. That's when it started ramping up. Yeah, bad timing, man. Bad timing. Um, but yeah, I mean, the album's done great. I think. What can you tell us about writing uh, Sunday? So that was um, originally. It was when we booked for our last trip to North America. We went to Toronto in Canada, and that was like an incredible trip. And it kind of the song started as like basically just 
I wanted to remember that trip and it was mm. just kind of detailing what we were doing a bit. So it starts off like landing, then it starts off with us in Toronto, then it's just like going to um, Niagara Falls and like all this stuff. So like it's basically just detailing our trip in Canada. But then it was like, I would say it's like, it's almost like two love songs in one. So like one of it's like love songs for this trip and like being with mates and like having the best time ever. But then it's also like when you're missing that person at home, like wherever you are, you're always going to miss it. Even if you're having the mm. best time in the world, you're always going to be missing that person. So it's like, obviously I had the best time ever, but there's always party that's like, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. two one. Yeah, it's really good. It's a really interesting angle to take on it, isn't it? Because I guess that's probably a very common thing. I've certainly been in those situations where you're like, I'm having the best time, but yeah, like also missing someone and not wanting yeah. to be like one or the other. Like you can't have a I good time. The best time I've ever had. Like, <laughs> without the person that you love yeah <laughs> like you're always you know that's not a bad thing but like it's just that being aware of the two sides of it but it was very fun to write and we had a piano in our airbnb where we were staying so we we're kind of like doing little bits of it out there and stuff and it changed quite a lot but we knew it we knew it wanted to have just like a real laid back feel to it nice yeah yeah do you um how long did it take you to write then? Would it go through multiple stages? And um, Well, so it it kind of took a while because I knew I wanted to write the song before we went. So it was like, I was like, oh, I want to write the song, but I'll wait to write it. That was you. Did you have the idea that you wanted to write the song about about the trip, but with this double meaning before yeah. you set oh, off? No, was that, no, that, was, no. that kind of like came into it a bit okay. later on. So like, it, so I had the idea before we went. But then obviously, so it was probably over a couple of months, but like not intensely writing it. It was just like, I knew mm. writing that song would take a couple of months because you need, I needed to have been on the trip for one. And then also like, you know, how the reflections post. So like, I knew it'd take a while, but like, you've all, like I, I don't know. I've always got like notes on my phone that kind of just feed into like the next stuff. So it's all just a continuous thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you do that with other ones where you've had like a concept that you know you want to write a song about a particular? It's quite a nice way of doing it, of like, especially when you know you've got a big experience like that. I'd never, I'd never, never done it that way before. No. It was kind of, yeah, it was just, it just felt like I knew I was probably going to write a song about it because it was one of the biggest things I'd ever done in my life, like flying to a different continent to play some shows. Like it was a special thing for me, so I knew it was going to inform some song or other. Mm. So it was just kind of. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, I think it's the only time I've ever done that as well. But it was nice. just kind of, it was so obvious that I was going to probably write a song about it. I was yeah. like, well, <laughs> I see this one coming. <laughs> How was Canada? Oh, uh, like, yeah, part of me's still there, I think, in my head. It was yeah. two, It was over two years ago now. But, you know, when you go somewhere and you just have the best time ever. And it was mm. just, the weather was phenomenal. The people we met were just so, like, so lovely it's an incredible city and it was just like yeah the whole trip was just kind of like world beating and it was just best nine days ever and it's what you it's what you start it's what you're in a band for just yeah these experiences that you just think well I'm, i would never have had that if i wasn't in a band yeah yeah i've never been it's one of the places that's like top of my list of like you know if i dream choices to places to go canada's up there um, yeah i'd love to see all the kind of um like well just the wilderness of Canada because yeah, we yeah. were we, we played like it was like a big international festival thing but there was loads of bands from Canada there and there was a band that had driven I think it was 36 hours Jeez. and it was like 
wow, Canada is bloody. I knew it was massive, but I'm like, you've driven 36 hours. <laughs> like, what? That's crazy. That's mad. <laughs> was it just one show that you went for? Did you have a few shows? Uh, we had a couple, but they were, they were both in Toronto. So oh, cool. it was like, it was kind of like a South by Southwest thing, but mm. in Canada, basically. Nice, nice. Um, do you have a. Uh, a process with how long has been going now? It's quite a while, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, like, as we are now, we've kind of been through like various lineups, and also like when we were doing it earlier, kind of in our careers, it almost wasn't a career. We were kind of like finding our feet. So, there's been, there were a bit of that kind of working out how to play an instrument time and all that stuff. But yeah, like five years ish is what we are now. Nice, nice. And have you got like a, um, a, a way of writing songs that's settled, or is it still quite different every time? Do you do the uh, lyrics or? I, I think it changes every single time. Like I always, me when I'm writing, I always kind of have a bit of a, a bit of a tongue in cheek or even if, if I'm like trying to tackle like a really serious matter, I'm always trying to come at it in a very lighthearted way. And like, mm. that's kind of the probably, uh, that's probably the thing that carries on throughout all the songs, but they all start completely different. Like, Sometimes it can be just a lyric. Sometimes I've got a chord sequence or whatever. And then it's just, it's whatever sparks the idea, basically. I'm sorry, I've started um, in lockdown. Like I've like I borrowed a laptop off a friend and it's the first time I've ever been at a record at home. So yeah, that's also changing. Like the songs I've been writing recently, I've never been at a write like this. So I'm now creating full song of music before I've written the lyrics, which I've never done before. I've usually uh, sat there with a guitar and worked it out as I'm going and be like, oh, what should I go? And then it's like, I can't quite, I can't do the chorus and so I've done this bit. So it's like, usually I'm kind of like working the song out and just finding it. But yeah, this is kind of just write the song and like just see what happens musically and then come back to the lyrics, which it's been quite nice, really. Mm. Yeah, it's good to just mix I mean, things up sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, massively. So how are you doing it on the computer now? Are you, are you like writing a guitar part and recording it and then working starting out the top of it? Or? Kind of like starting to reel back at the drums, like starting real, literally building it. as a oh, full nice. And I'm trying to like learn more production and stuff. So yeah, I'm trying to find a balance of making them sound good and learn new things about music production and all that stuff. And then not just taking like weeks over a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When I'm learning these new things, I'm like going down little rabbit holes. I'm like, <laughs> just spent two hours looking at a reverb of one thing that's like, <laughs> yeah, which you got to do these things, but yeah, yeah. I think um, it's sometimes overlooked in there a lot of times is how, how amazingly detailed all of these little steps are, especially as you get into the technology. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, any, any, any part of kit that you see a musician use, it's a whole other instrument in itself that you yeah. don't have to master on that. Yeah. And it's like, not only like the, so I would never say I've mastered anything because I'm pretty terrible at most things. But <laughs> it's that kind of, you just pick something new up and you can't help but go, oh, what's this? what does this do? What does this do? What does this do? What does it do if I do this? So it's that constant just, you find, oh, and that's the dangerous thing about now I've got a laptop. So I'm like, you know, right, old man. But I'm like, <laughs> oh, I didn't know. You know, you've got so many new sounds literally in front of you, which when you've just sat with a guitar, you don't have. So like, it really do. I've been trying to kind of push myself in genres that I wouldn't usually write or even like just, yeah, anything. Just I'm just kind of, whatever happens, I'm doing it. I'm like just not thinking about what's coming out because that comes for later, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds good, man. I'm glad that seems like a good a good lockdown project as well to have something yeah. like that, that you can that you can get so stuck into and and yeah, kind of explore some different avenues of your creativity. It'd be interesting to see what comes out of it. No, it's been really fun. Like, and some of my favorite songs that I've done in this time period are songs that wouldn't necessarily be like you know it doesn't sound like a Marsican song mm. or whatever. So it's quite that's been quite nice. And how do you feel about that? Do you feel like do you feel like there's a Marsican sound that you need to write Marsican songs that fit that thing? Or with Marsicans, you feel like you just can um, diversify and do yeah. It's, I think Marsicans has always been a very diverse sound anyway but I think there's always things that tie it over and give it our sound I'm not quite sure what that is it's a combination of a few mm. things that play into it but I think we always we're very aware of trying to not just be a band that do the same song over and over again in yeah. a different key because there's quite a lot of people that are out there and yeah. that's just not interesting to us because we like I said before whenever we're doing a new song we kind of want to not change genre because it's all basically indie music, but we want to like flip, just do as much differently as we can, like a new instrument or a complete new set of sounds and stuff like that, just for ourselves. It just keeps it more interesting. That's it. I can tell just from talking to you about and you're talking about you know the new technology that you've got that kind of curiosity, I guess, for for exploring new things. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. We I think we've always just felt like once we've done. Because in rehearsal, there might be times where we write a song and it's got like a similar vibe to an older song we've written or a different song. And we're very aware of that. And kind of like, we almost will drop that song or completely, like we just, that it's got no appeal to us of kind of retreading the same ground. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say like we're some world defying new music making band, but like, it's just for us not doing the exact same thing. Like just trying to mix it up as much as we can yeah yeah it's finding those little sparks and of like what makes something different yeah what, what, like, you know, what keeps it exciting for you in a way or feels like you've expressed something that's not been expressed in another song yeah exactly and it's just i don't know it just keeps it all fresh and yeah i remember ben harper talking about it in an interview like you know from the last few years and he was saying about with songwriting he said you know i can write songs like steal steal my uh, yeah steal my kisses was when he mentioned one of his like hits he said i could write i could write an album with them now you know, like I know how to do that. Yeah, yeah. But that's not what I'm in it for. And, so, and that's one of his most famous songs. Like I could write an album, which will probably be very popular of hits, but he says, but I'm, as a songwriter, I need to explore. I need to chase exactly, these interests yeah. rather than uh, just rest on what you know. Yeah. And like, I think because like, if you, if your passion is like creating something and you know, we're not in it for sales. So like, I guess if you got like, Ben Harper, like he's right, like where he's not going to get creative satisfaction out of just doing the same thing over and over again because that's not why you write music. You write music to like create something new and like, oh, what's this? So, yeah. like, I guess it's kind of part of it. Yeah. And it seems like what you were saying earlier as well about like a big part of it is for you guys, it's about the experiences of being in the band and playing and the fun of that. Yeah. And if you, if you know, if you got too much like, we just want to write songs that fit this template. That takes away such so much of that element, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, massively. Why you do like, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting stuff, man. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about your album? Because you've had quite a year with somebody else. You've had a lot of disappointments with the South by Southwest and the pandemic, the way it's affected everybody. But you've had an amazing year with your with the album yeah, stuff. So, yeah, the album came out in August, and it, it honestly did 
way better than we thought it was going to do. And especially given we haven't been at a tour and promote it. So we were kind of, yeah, like blown away by the reception. And yeah, that week was a very special week. <laughs> like just the people getting in touch with us and people we'd not spoken to for, you know, a long time and all stuff like that. Yeah, it was just a very... Uh, it, was, it was a wild week. Like, I remember, I don't think I had, um, like, more than 20% kind of focus at any point because I was kind of doing so much all week, most of it on my laptop, like, you know, just doing, making the week keep happening, basically, mm-hmm. as a group. And, um, yeah, just, like, I'd get to the end of the day, and, you know, when you just, your mind is gone and you just can't concentrate on anything. I just yeah. felt like I was just, like, Oh, you know, like a war film when a grenade goes off and everyone's like <laughs> high pitched ringing, and it's just like that. that's kind of what that week felt like, but yeah. in a in a really good way. So it was was it was it a setup that aimed before? Was you were aiming to get the album in the top forty? Was it? No, we didn't expect to get anywhere near it. Like we okay. thought maybe like maybe top hundred for a laugh, but yeah, when we got <laughs> the midweeks and it was like near the top forty, we kind of yeah it was. You know, everyone, everyone get on board and start selling the album, guys, because we might actually have a shot. And yeah. Yeah, we didn't quite get it, but it was so fun. Just being even part of the chase was a right laugh. We had such yeah. a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when, when else do you get to say, like, you know, come on, we're off the charts? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you just missed out, didn't you? And it was, what was that? So you, only, un, only unsigned band. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Anywhere near that. Yeah. So yeah, it's an amazing achievement, man. And it's great, like, you know, things like that where it, it shows how much how much your fans are engaged with it. Yeah. You know, and feel like, well, want to get behind you and stuff like that. It's always, it's always great to see when there's that yeah. much community it was, spirit. Um, it was very nice because, like you say, given this year as well, when, when you just kind of sat at home in your room and your only kind of indication is how well things are going on social media, what, yeah. you know, what an awful way to judge your existence. So like to have kind of a week of not like, you know, it sounds like I wanted everyone to go, well done, your album's so good. But it wasn't that, but it was nice to have that after six months of not knowing what's going on. So like, you know, I really, we all kind of absorbed as much good vibes as we could that week, I think. Yeah. I know people who like, Keep me going for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I know people who were like, who were you know, big supporters of it, and how how much they enjoyed, you know, being a part of it. It was, you know, it's a real yeah. kind of good news story, isn't it? You know, local, especially people locally, anyway. Yeah, um, I had friends like messaging me going like, I I enjoyed the scrap, like they yeah. they were part of it with us, and like that's where it was. Like everyone was just like, up the cans, get like back, loved it. Yeah, I like I like the expression, the scrap of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was a proper scrap as well. Yeah, and I like the nickname, the cans. <laughs> Up the cans, man. Up the cans, yeah. It's good, man. <laughs> good stuff. Um, let's move into section two now, shall we? This is where I ask my guests to share with us a, a songwriting tip. So uh, what would your tip be first, James? I'm going to give you two. Because yeah, I'm going to give you one that I would think is a tip that I will give. And then it's two is one that I'm going to say to try and drill it in my own head a bit more. Because it's something <laughs> I need to keep doing. But number one is always be like just be aware of when you're in public or when you're just kind of about just always be listening to what people are saying because the amount of song titles or just absolute gem of one-liners that I've picked up that I would never have been able to write in my life and then you just hear someone say it off the cuff and you're like that is brilliant that's like that's the line I've been looking for for 
you know. And yeah, the amount, so in Sunday, the song that was on before, there's a bit that's, so it's just some love story shit is like the pre-chorus. And that was my friend's dad who said that. <laughs> and I was, it was like, he's probably a character, I love the guy. And I went round like, oh, what are you watching? And he said, oh, I don't know. It's just some love story shit. <laughs> and I just love that kind of, it absolutely hit up the nail on the head of just the kind of, like everyone loves, everyone loves love basically. And like, but then also it's looked at with this kind of, oh, it was almost a bit embarrassed of it and <laughs> like, but like still watching it. And it was just this kind of, he absolutely nailed that kind of, and I thought for that song, like the missing someone at home and like having a great time, it's like, mm. should I be feeling that? And it's a bit like, oh, it's just some love story shit, like playing it off as something, but it's sort of, I felt like it's something everyone can relate to. And it's, for me, it's like, you get those kind of nuggets from just listening to people out in public and you get, like I often try and like distill big things down into like really small, simple concepts, which like like make big grandiose things like everyday occurrences and just little, you know, kind of understated almost. And um, I got a bit got a bit carried away. Then where where am I going with this? <laughs> yeah, and no, I, it's really good. It's yeah. No, but yeah. So I think a lot of people in public just say these things without often thinking. And when you're sat there with a pen or on your laptop trying to write about a certain thing, you might, because you're trying sometimes to think so hard about it, you just can't, you can't see the wood for the trees. But then, yeah, I've got so many lines just on my phone that I've heard in public, just waiting for the perfect moment to be used. And yeah. I, for me, it started off so many ideas of songs, just what I've heard. So I yeah, be aware of your surroundings, I think. Yeah, and it's really good. And I think you're right that a lot of the time it's like if you have a concept or an idea, you can try writing. And sometimes you'll stumble across a really good way of writing as well. But sometimes when you hear someone say it, you know, it's like then putting that in the song, that's actually how someone says it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Perfect. Like, and even if you've got loads of one-liners, which I do just from what I've heard, if you're having a day where you can't think of anything, you've just got all this stuff and it's, even if it doesn't give you that much, it's a starting point or it's an yeah. idea. And it's, it's, it's free ideas, basically. Is what I'm to tell you. You just, yeah. yeah. Free ideas. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a songwriting charity thing. Where people like donate ideas, but they don't realize they're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you've just got to be there to pick them up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then yeah. tip number two, which I'm going to say to try and force myself is when like, when I'm writing demos and stuff at the moment, I need to remind myself that when I'm writing the demo, it's not the final song. Mm. And like, I could, like, if I, if I reminded myself that all the time, I could write way more songs. But I kind of get like, I find it hard to just go, that'll do, mm. even though I know it's only temporary. Like, so I'm trying to get out myself into the habit of just going, yeah, that's fine for a demo. It's fine. Like it gets the song, it gets the point of the song across. It's not terrible, but like, yeah, right. You might not release that tomorrow recorded that way, but I'm trying, yeah, I'm just trying to really speed up the writing process. Um, so that's something I need to really do because you're not release, you're not writing the final song. You're, you're writing what the song could be. And I think being in the moment of writing the song is potentially more important than, bedding yourself down on oh what's this verse melody gonna do at this bit like you got the bulk of it it's like it's kind of all right keep the train going what else you got so i'm trying to do that 
but I'm not the best at it. Yeah, that's good advice. It's easy to get to lose that spark of what you what you're actually chasing when you yeah. start thinking about recording. Is you know, the red light syndrome thing, isn't it? Of like, yeah, like I, worked, I worked on. I was working on one last week, and you know, started off out the gates flying, and then I, I laid down like the bass and the guitar part, and I was like, oh, what if I change this bit? I spent two hours just trying to change a verse guitar part. I'm like, it's a demo. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Just the first, and it didn't even change that much. That was the thing. I was like. Whatever I'm changing these things, it's only slightly. So it's like, spent two hours. All right, it was better, but like, did it need to be that much better for <laughs> two hours' work whilst you're just doing a demo? So that's yeah. what I'm trying to speed myself up doing. And then, like, do you do you have it in separate things? You know, like, when you're in that creative mindset, I always found I'd have spurts where I'd be just focused on the creative stuff and trying to just get things rough and, rough and out. And then I'd have another stage where I'd, I'd think about the right I'm editing today. So I'm going back, I'm going to review what I came up with the other day. And that's where I try and make those changes. But for me, it was very useful having a different mindset. You yeah. Know, like, and not wanting to like stifle that creativity when it's going, when I'm like, right, this is the thing I'm doing here. I was going to go with this. And then if I'd stop, you're like, right, you know, try not to question it too much in that moment. Yeah, I do sometimes do that. But sometimes, like, like I say, because I'm trying to do the learning about production as well at the moment. Mm. So, for example, the other day, I just thought I'd play around. There's this bass sound, and I just, I'll put some, like, this reverb plug in on it, but, like, really messed it up. And then I spent about 20 minutes making it not sound like a bass guitar, basically, and making it sound completely different. But after that 15, 20 minutes, it kind of informed the rest of the song, that sound. Mm. And I was like, thank God I did that, because, like, it just, make, making that one sound that didn't exist before, just went, oh, that's the rest of the song then. And like, I, that, I, I bloody love it when that happens, but it doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, um, are you still managing to write as a band at all during this? Like, are you sending demos onto them and are they sending stuff yeah, back? Or? Like, as soon as I've, as soon as I've bounced one off, we just send it, we just send it into the group chat and go, have a go on that, lads. <laughs> <laughs> nice. but, like, it, I think for all of it, it's been like, up, like up and down through, you know all this because sometimes you're feeling it sometimes you're just not because you know confined to your house it's hard to always feel inspired really yeah. but. I, I find it hard like being as motivated by working to, to a recording as you know like getting together with with the band yeah. and play, you know, playing in that room is just that's part of the magic isn't it yeah massive. we did um when the arm came out we did like some live performances of the songs and it was the first time we played live in about six months and it it honestly felt like I was 16 again just yeah and it's that excitement of just being in a room playing guitar with other people I was just it wasn't lost on me and it was really nice I was like oh the, the purity of why I enjoy this is still there mm. that's good nice. very important where did you do them with the live performances that oh, we just them, yeah we did them with our producer he's got a studio oh, and nice. we just yeah we just did it there and got a good live setup so nice yeah, hopefully it won't be too long before. Did I see you've got some gigs booked for next next year? Well, I'm booked for April, yeah, but April. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Well, let's move in uh, into section three now. This is where I ask my um, guests to share with us a song that's meaningful in some way relating to bereavement. And what I do here is I put the link in the description to this episode. So if you're watching or listening, you don't know the song, you want to go listen to it. Follow that link. Come back to us. We're going to have a bit of a chat about it. Uh, so, what song did you choose for us, James? I chose Death Cab for Beauty, I Will Follow You Into the Dark. Yeah, it's a powerful song. I hadn't heard it before. 
it, uh, well, it's one of those songs where if I'm, I don't know about you, I don't know how most people do, but like when I'm feeling sad, I like to listen to really sad songs and like it makes me feel better. Yeah. Don't know how that works. Like sad plus sad equals feel better to me. M- so. Misery loves company, yeah. <laughs> so like <laughs> it, it's just one song where I just think it, if I could have written that song, I mean, Pretend the Beatles don't exist for a minute. <laughs> if I could have written any song, like that is just to me, it's just perfection. And I think it it beautifully sums up the time we spend on this planet and the people that you interact with and how much I don't know, it's just heartbreaking, but in so many nice ways mm-hmm. as well. Like yeah. it's, it's so heartbreaking, but it kind of manages to do it in a way that gives you a hug. And I think that's like the most beautiful thing that music can do like it's just mm. yeah it's fast it blows my mind every time i hear that song and any cover version it as well i love it i'm just like give me this song in my ears yeah yeah it's powerful i guess it kind of work, walks that line like you were saying with sunday as well where it's, you know, it's got that kind of dual thing to which a lot of great love songs do where it's it's you know because it's quite it's got a very sad element to it, hasn't it? About, you know, what's yeah. the, the first two lines? It doesn't mess around, does it? It gets straight to the point of... Love of mine, someday you will die. Yeah. <laughs> behind. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, it's not going to ease you in, is it? It's just, boom, yeah. here we go. Like, the imagery of the song is just... So, like, verses talking back to, like, when they were younger and just all of it. And for me, like, one of the most beautiful thing about... Sounds so deep. What, right now, but, you know, here we go. Um, like how much someone can love someone like and the whole like when someone dies and how often like they're heartbroken and then die themselves like, like that is such a beautiful thing but like it shouldn't be do you know yeah, like yeah like it's an awful thing but like it's kind of the most poetic thing you could ever think of like someone loves someone that much like it's heartbreaking but beautiful at the same time and it's yeah it's one of the real well it's why we're all here isn't it basically on this planet it's all you do you love you die you live whatever but that happens to most people well it happens to everyone basically it's the only thing that happens to everyone so it's like the most ultimate shared experience that everyone can have and it's such a kind of profound experience for everyone that yeah, it's the subject matter itself like holds so much weight. It's like I think that's why it's such a good song because it could so easily be it's like discussing something so kind of universal, it could easily just do it in a way it's like, oh what's that? That's a bit but yeah, it just oh, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And it's that um that I guess yeah, at that point at the end of someone's life. But having that relationship that means that much to someone, like you were saying, there's ones where couples that pass so quickly together, Johnny Cash and June Carter were like that, weren't oh, they? Uh, oh, weren't within a few months of each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, like that's... Yeah. He did that, that Hurt song, didn't he, after she died? He, that was... She no, was, the, she was she Yeah, because she's in the video, um, isn't she? Uh, but yeah, I don't think it was long before. Um, but yeah, and that, so that, you know, having a life where you've had that connection with someone that that kind of love that's lasted that long and that then you're like yeah it's sad that how devastating it is for someone when yeah. they do lose someone but also it's kind of like the flip side is you're fortunate to have had a love that's that deep and that yeah. long lasting like 
that it means that much to lose. That. Yeah, like you wouldn't trade that for the world, despite you knowing how heartbreaking it's going to be. Like, I think, yeah, it's. I think some. I, not downplaying death because it's a very similar thing. But I think something with pets people struggle with is they love pets so much, but because they don't live that long, they can't handle that heartbreak of losing something they love so much. And obviously humans live a lot longer. So that's, you know, that's why I'm saying pets because only because someone said recently to me, I don't want to get a dog because I couldn't handle if it died. And I was like, but you get so much enjoyment out of, and like love from that thing for so many years like but i don't know i guess that's I guess how much people can handle that personally as well because everyone has very different ways of dealing with it yeah and it's i also have it as a trade-off like i my i had a dog when i was younger that, that obviously died and like obviously i was devastated when he died but we had like 10 10 great years or so that where way. i had this great companion and all these so like would i trade those 10 years of companionship and all that good time for the you know the difficulty of losing them uh, but then also it's like you have that difficulty of, of losing them but then you still have the happy memories of uh, yeah so like yeah. you get all that joy there and then you also have all the joy of the memories so well man it's better to have loved and lost isn't it like That's it. wise words yeah i, yeah. I said that remember <laughs> we'll quote that that'll be on the on the post for this <laughs> but we've, um, i think i should probably mention one of our songs gone in a second which was i think like a very early single of ours that was actually about my, so my nana died and then, no, my granddad died and then a month later my nana died, but like different side of the family. And then like, so Gone in a Second is written about that basically, but presented in a very poppy, upbeat way. Yeah. But like that took probably, I don't know, like a year and a half to write because I was just never happy with it. And like, that was very odd. I'm glad I did. And like, I'm so happy with how it turned out. And I think that's why I took so long with it. Cause yeah. I wanted to make sure I was like, I'm happy with this. Yeah. And what was that like writing then? Did you start it like just after the losses or was it a while afterwards when it settled? And did you have uh, a, like, did you have an idea of how you wanted to, what, how the song wanted to, to be? Not that? really. I've no idea. Um, it was just kind of I pick up my notepad and then just see what happened. But like, there was so many just crossings out and little bits of just nah, like for I, I can't even remember how long like yeah I it took a long time but there was no I'd never it wasn't something I kept purposely like pick that up and write that it was just I knew that whenever I was in a certain mindset I'd go back to it and that I think that's why I was just like just take your time don't rush yourself whenever you want to write something on it like do that do it then that's kind of how I approach that one. Yeah, yeah, sounds like a good way to do it, especially with something uh, with that kind of emotional weight to it. Is that yeah. song available online somewhere? Can people? Yeah, it's on our Spotify, YouTube, anywhere. Yeah. Cool. I'll I'll put a link for that in the description as well, so people can check that one out. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for your time, James. Really nice to talk to you. Always, man. Good to chat. Yeah, and well done on all the success this year, and uh, hopefully you're back out touring soon. Is there anything else you want to mention when you're on? Is there anything coming up? Any? Um. No. Just you know keep writing tunes yeah i'll tag all the social media pages and that on here so people can come follow you follow the cans thank you very much man yeah yeah up yeah. the cans <laughs> up the cans good stuff man thanks for your time cheers man thank you thanks for tuning in everyone i'll be back with another episode soon <laughs>